And we are live. Welcome, everybody. Daniel Allison, the average dude, and my cousin, Jenny Weenie. Yep. How are you this morning? I noticed how you threw me off there to the side. It's Daniel Allison, the average dude, and Jenny Weenie. Well, I'm trying to get my pacing down, Jenny. Yeah, well, I, I, threw, I, I threw that live thing on you at the last second there, didn't I? You did. So just full transparency, I had a quick bathroom break that I needed to take. Hello, Melissa Springer. Thanks for joining. Yeah, yeah. And as I'm as I'm washing my hands, we'll just say washing my hands. Washing my hands. I, I said, I'm going live. live. We're going live in 15 seconds. So I ran back. I sat down. And uh, here we go. And... My cousin, Jenny Winnie. Like, and my cousin, wah, 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 wah. Hey, you, you got to have a co-host. So, you know, I mean. I mean, it's got to be me. <laughs> uh, Jenny, this is an exciting day. It's an exciting day. Okay. Uh, it's, an, it's an exciting episode. It's a special episode. Mm -hmm. First thing I want to tell you, do you see, do you see the change? Do you see anything different with the background right now? Very, something's changed. Something's changed. You're getting warmer. You moved your desk. I did. Or, uh -huh. Yeah, I did. I moved it up. I squared it up a little bit. You sure did. Now, and there's something missing. You moved something on the counter, didn't you? Yes, I did. So I typically have my little my little dry erase board back there. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Love yeah. to make my little notes. I took that down. Good. And, uh, you know, sometimes we got to change things up. Now, what I will say, I would like to stand. So uh, my friend Sally Love and I, we've been talking about getting one of those desks that, that move, moves up and down. Yeah. And, and, and of course, I had tried that earlier today. And I think I think with me standing and you sitting, it just it's just a little. It just Is that your little like like hint? Like yeah, that means up. that means you need to get a desk. I'll just pretend like I'm standing there. there you can do that. You can pretend like you're standing and kind of look down at the camera. There you go. <laughs> uh, so what else? Uh, I wanted to tell you. So I've been kind of shying away. I'm like, you know what? I'm not a professional doing this. I enjoy doing it. Love doing it. But I said it's just a little too early to get the microphone and get get all of the the, the fancy equipment. Mm -hmm. But but last night I was listening to Orin Clash. And uh, Oren Claff is a great pitch man. And he was talking about pitching on Zoom. So he was talking about just, you know, selling into the darkness, as it were. <laughs> and uh, he's he talked about his setup and he's got some really, really super nice. You know, he went all out. But but it started making me think, well, maybe maybe better equipment, you yeah. know, whether that's a microphone or, yeah. uh, you know, a better camera. I like the microphone. I just, you know, I don't implement it very well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, am I outside the men's room, gentlemen? Actually, you know what? This is upstairs. We have a bar, and um, it's two fake doors. This door says gentlemen. There's a door over there that says ladies. It's two fake doors. Don't go over to her house. Have to go to the bathroom. Real Don't bathroom. go out those doors. You'll end up on the on the driveway. <laughs> right. You're just. You'll just, uh, if you get the door open, don't go through it. <laughs> yeah, if you get it open. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday? I, yeah. This past Sunday. Okay. This past I, Sunday. I went to Great Wolf Lodge. Now, Ooh, that sounds I, fun. Yeah. You know all the water slides. 
Did I ride the water slides like a beast? Did you? Yes. Did you yeah. go that head first? Um, when it called for head first. <laughs> Judy, now, now why, why were you at the Great Wolf Lodge? You didn't take Gregory, did you? <laughs> well, since my son is 26. Yeah. But my daughter, Jill, the older one, mm -hmm. kids, seven and three. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. And then I was like, we were there and I looked at other adults and I said, we, we paid to do this. We paid to do this. We paid to do this. That's right. Listen, little kid, I must have been fun though, because little kids were, they were kids I didn't even know. One kid said, Will you be my mom? Will you be my mom? Now you got to be careful. <laughs> well, she was three. Yeah. She said, Will you be my mom? And I was like, uh, His, his daddy maybe sent him over. I don't know, you know. <laughs> People yeah, get creative. I'm, naive. I'm naive. There you go. Yeah. Were you hey. my mommy? <laughs> <laughs> my daddy told me to tell you that. Daddy right? said, you look like my mommy. <laughs> yeah. So I know something else that you did, and you may not be that. That is a big mug that you've got there. My goodness. Your face, your face almost went in that. Listen, this is Groot. Okay. Groot? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's from a it's from a Marvel movie. Ah, yeah, you'll have, hey, to, you'll have to. He's going to Great Wolf this weekend, Freddie. Yeah. Have you been before? Because I'm telling you, it's not for the faint-hearted, and I hope you're only going for one night. Because, buddy, mm, they can, they set it up to where you're going to lose money. You're going to lose money. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. Once they get you in, they they uh, they charge you a lot for that hamburger slice of pizza. It's like six dollars. Yeah. Oh, and. I went and saw Les Mis this weekend. Yeah. I, was, I don't know anything about that. Oh, but. my word. It was fantastic. Now, Daniel, if I could get you into Broadway, into you, you as, as deep feeling of a person as the average dude is. Yeah. You just, I'm telling you, you would love it. I would. Maybe not. I don't know. I have to follow my, my genuine interest and curiosity. And yes. right now, nothing. Got, okay, you got nothing? That, I, I got you. nothing. But what I do want to ask you about, I'm going to change channels on you. because I, I, What I'm going to change it to is I want to talk about your first podcast experience as a guest. Right? Oh, ooh. Well, yeah. I had the pleasure uh -huh. of being on Jonathan, our dear friend, Jonathan Peoples podcast. Yes. And you know what? Well, you came by. I, I did it when I was at the boutique. You, you came by afterwards. You, yeah. you, you didn't say, how, how did I react? Uh, you were really beating yourself up, it, which, which didn't surprise me, but you were, beating, <laughs> you were beating yourself up. You didn't think you did a good job. You know, you're talking too much. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I'm like all over the place. I'm like, because I, it's like, ooh. well, I have a little bit of ADD. And then it's kind of like, ooh, ooh, uh, I got to tell him this. And I, ooh, I want to tell him this. And ooh, look at, the, there's a squirrel. Let me tell him that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes we've got so much we want to say mm -hmm. that we don't know exactly how to, how to get, get it all out. But it's, it's tough being a guest on, on a, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel for people. Yeah. Yes. Be very great. He's going to be. We, we've got a guest backstage. Now he's done this before, so he, he's he's got a little experience. But it's no, he, he hadn't done it with this. <laughs> no, no, he's got not not with that much. That uh, you must have had a little coffee this morning, didn't you? In that mug. No, this is this is hot chocolate. 
hot chocolate. Well, there you go. That's fantastic. So we've got some new people probably watching today because one of the things I love about podcasting is that you get to introduce some of your friends. So sometimes we're talking to people that I don't know almost every time. Yeah. And we're, we're meeting these people together. And then other times we have people that, that I'm a little more familiar with. So we do have some new listeners. If you're a new listener from F3, which is how we're all connected. And we won't say something in the comment. Please let us know that you're watching. And uh, it's really, it's really an exciting time. It's my pleasure to introduce a good friend of mine, director of sales for Catalyst IT, an all-around great person, we're somebody with a very particular set of skills. We're going to talk about those skills, amongst other things. Welcome to the stream, Desi White. Woohoo! Daniel and Jenny, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Jenny, Daniel would not tell Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I lost you. We lost, lost your audio. audio. And it sounded like you were about to say something really good, Jesse. <laughs> I mean, you were like, Jenny, you would, and I'm like, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. We missed, uh see, we're getting back. Uh-oh. I, we, we had the audio and then lost it. By the way, Jonathan, it doesn't matter if my hot chocolate's shaken or stirred. I just take it. However, so we had talked, we had talked about. So Jesse is live in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So he's right he's right down the road. He's downtown Spartanburg as well. Works at Catalyst IT. So we had talked about going to his yes to his place. But Jenny up in Shelby, she kind of blew it for us. So. Well, you know what, Daniel? We uh, we won't we won't get into that right now. We're not we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to have a fist fight right now. Jesse, are are you back there? Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) No. Hey, Freddie! Freddie is talking now. Wouldn't you know it? We'd have a little bit of trash talking from the (laughs) (laughs) FBI. Freddie says Jesse's an IT guy. Correct. This is okay. I can't wait for Jesse's reply to that comment, you know? <laughs> it's it's undeserving of a reply. Can you oh, there it is. I love it. He's back. Guess who's back? <laughs> I, uh, in, in just a sigh of relief, I, I'm now headsetless and talking to you guys over my mic. I hope you can hear me okay. We Jenny, can. it's great to meet you. I've heard Jenny. lots about you. But I was going to ask, because Daniel wouldn't divulge, who canceled uh, today? Hmm. Oh, oh! I, I'm gonna let her answer, but I, I know the answer to it. Nobody answered. No, nobody canceled. You know what? The way that oh, I canceled today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nobody. Can- I was like, yeah. "What do you mean? Who canceled?" You know what? It, it, it's really about an. an it, so here's the thing: when you when I love having this opportunity to talk to people like like Jesse, but sometimes with people that we know, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. It's a little bit of a different energy. So sometimes when I don't know someone, mm-hmm. it's a little easier. And so I think now enough time has gone by. I think Jesse would probably uh, uh, give me an amen to this. We've got a great group of guys in our F3 group, which is how I know Jesse. It's a, a men's fitness group. And uh, Jesse's a part of that. And uh, we've just we've just been working out together for for how long now, Jesse? Several years, at least. Uh, yeah, if that's what you call it, working out anyway. It's yeah, like, yeah. Who, yeah. Let me ask Jesse, who is the hard? Who works the hardest in F three? You can't you can't say me. You can't say the average dude, and you can't say yourself. Who's the hardest worker? 
Man. Out of F3. <laughs> when he shows up, I'd say Freddie Blanton. But he hasn't been there in, in a long time. That's, so. that's true. Oh, hey, that's that, that's good, though. That's motivational talk right there, Freddie. Yeah. Like, I'll be back yep. next week. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about I, when I think of you, Jesse. I think of I think of leadership. I think of great leadership, and and that's really the kind of the umbrella for today's discussion. The different areas of leadership. So, getting to know you, I know that you're a leader not only at Catalyst IT, but with your sales team, but in a lot of different areas of your life. First, I want to talk about your sales team, your your business career, your business life. Uh, I had the, the honor of coming up and getting to meet some of the folks on your team and, and I didn't know how it would go. Right. And so I, I was as I was walking up, they were having a meeting and, and I walked in the door that was kind of facing the group. And so I wasn't oh. sure. I, I didn't know anybody in there, Jenny. Oh, that's like accidentally walking on stage. Yeah, I went, hi, everybody. <laughs> and I slowly just I, I moon, <laughs> I moon walked out and said, OK, I better take the back door. So anyway, I found my seat and I said, okay, so Jesse's going to be the speaker. He's in the back. He's got his whole team and the whole company is, is there. And I said, well, well, this is going to be interesting. And out comes this through the door. <laughs> Jesse is, is decked out in all of his hiking gear, ready to take on the Appalachian Trail. And, and I thought, we're going to have a good time today. Yeah, Jesse, be good. Why, why is it important? to do things like that, to have fun with your team, to get them to laugh and, and to motivate them all at the same time. What, what, what makes you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I, I think the first thing um, that comes to mind when you ask me that question, Daniel, is just around being vulnerable, right? And putting yourself in a situation where people may make fun of you, they may laugh. Uh, but the second point of that is to create a destination, Right. And, and I think for everybody, that's important. And I wanted to kind of start out with this terrible story um, that made me think of 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 you when you came. <laughs> uh, I like the way this is going already. <laughs> no, because Daniel and I, you know, with the element of surprise being something that, you know, we've embraced each of us. Jenny, I can't say the same for you because I don't know you that well. But the, the fact that you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and when you when you get into that mode, um, being, you know, real and, and, and being just a human being, I think, goes a long way with your team. And so the, the story that I that I uh, am referencing is when I was in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. we did this exercise called land nav and it stood for land navigation. And Jenny, essentially what happened was. They dropped a kid off in the middle of the woods at 2 a.m. And this is Jacksonville, North Carolina. So think tall pine trees, really, really vibrant, uh, you know, forest and foliage, snakes. It's raining, right? All those kinds of things. Yeah. And they gave you a lens at a compass from like World War II that I swear didn't work and a map. (laughs) And they said, we want you to show up at this particular place, right? I failed miserably, as did many of, of my uh, fellow Marines. I didn't show up where I was supposed to be, um, and I was about 300 yards away, which when, when lives are on the line, right, that's not a good thing. And that's why you practice these things, right? And that's yeah. why you engage. Uh, you think about a, a Tom Brady that watches 60 hours of film a week, right, for 17 yes. minutes in, in aggregate, right? 
But the point was, is I made a, a commitment to myself that while I wasn't prepared, I obviously didn't pay attention. I didn't use the equipment correctly and all those kinds of things. I was sure about the destination of where they wanted me to go. Right. And I said, never again in my life will I be in a position where I'm not able uh, to at least understand where I'm going because I feel like it's one of the most cosmic challenges that people have today. And that is we're inundated with all this self-help. I can become a, you know, PhD in leadership or whatever, you know, I, I, I wanted to be a subject matter expert in. But if I don't have that destination of where I want to take that knowledge and what journey I want to go on, uh, it's, it's all for nothing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there are so many people walking around in this life that just kind of stumble by accident into whatever situation they're in. These folks that hate their job or they yep. hate their, uh, their current situation or whatever it is. And it drives me crazy. They're just aimlessly, crazy aimlessly about Literally, and, and unlike me with my compass at 17 years old in, in the middle of North Carolina walking around, right? I had the equipment, I had the tools, I knew where I was going. I just wasn't prepared for the journey, right? So since then, I've been trying to prepare myself, but ultimately I, I think a lot of people don't have uh, their destination down and it's a big yep. problem. It's a real big problem, so. The discipline, the discipline that you have, Jesse, is that something that so I see Jesse when we're not doing F3, I see him every morning at, at the Y. So I know that he's a disciplined person when it comes to fitness. Is that something that came from the military? Have you always been disciplined? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I'd say, you know, a lot of the, the discipline that I that I wish I had uh, and am still working on um, comes from from, you know, some of my upbringing. But I, I think, Daniel, Discipline's a really interesting art, right? As long as there's discipline with a purpose, you know, I, I think I can I can commit to it and do okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have a hard time being disciplined for things that that don't yield results. I'm a very high utilitarian, which means I only put time into things that are going to get me the results that I want. I'm an intentional giver, right? Yeah. Sure, I'd stop and help someone, you know, change a flat tire, uh, and and do that, you know, just in service. But I, I think professionally. Um, some, sometimes there needs to be a little bit of, of motivation for me to do those things and stay disciplined. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I miss around the military is the camaraderie. And that's why I, I do enjoy F3 so much, right? Because it's the closest thing in the world yeah. uh, to getting out there with, with a bunch of guys early in the morning, the rain, snow, cold, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and pushing yourself. Uh, and that accountability is big. That's, that's a real big part of I'm it. I'm constantly sure. seeing F3 stickers on the back of cars now. I mean, I see them all the time. I think it just taunts me because I'm like, you know, it's just a man thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a women's equivalent of it and you should go. They have one in Greer three or four days a week now, I think. And uh, they've got about 15 or 16 folks. I know that's a long drive from- Yeah, what, what is it called? Um, it, it's two letters, just like F3. Like I can't remember it. Yeah. Even I, someone on LinkedIn mentioned F3 yeah. that I went to high school with. He's in Charlotte and he yeah. said he wanted to get back to F3 because he missed that, what you're talking about. Yeah. That That's whole, yeah. You know, even like when, way back in the day when I was a trainer and always at the gym, it was almost like it was a little family. You know, sure. we did boot camp and it was like, yeah. you were just rooting for each other and you know, that kind of thing. So I get yeah. that. But everybody, I, have, I have a question. Needs to belong. Yep. There, there, there's so many things. Go ahead with your question. There's so many things that come in to, with F3. The competition. Go ahead, Jenny. I'm sorry. Hmm. 
I know I'm just your cousin, but I'd like to ask a question. So, you know, when you were saying like, okay, people are walking around aimlessly and then you would never be in that situation again where you didn't have an intent and know where you're going. What, like, did you always know what your destination, what you wanted? Like you're in IT, you know, you come out of the, what, what triggered you wanting to do what you do? Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, all of my targets have been linear, right? Mm -hmm. And so yep. one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is, is building on past successes or capabilities or, or failures, right? Um, and so when you want to overcome something, there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, but for me, it's just been a sequential journey that I've tried to use, you know, different attributes. You know, Jenny, it's a horrible thing that I'm telling you this, but I've learned more from people about how not to behave and how not to lead because I had some really bad leaders in my mm -hmm. uh, in my professional life. I had some really great ones, too. Um, and so but but it's a shame that, that you see how many things didn't land the way that they'd hoped. And I would say to myself mentally, I'll never do that or yep. I couldn't ever, ever think that way. But I, I think um, I, I'm, I'm very driven from um, the perspective of this snowball of accomplishments, right? Concept and, yes. and using, you know, your accomplishments that magnify into others and, and continue to gain steam as, uh, as you grow as a person. And, and I think that it, it's a very powerful concept um, when you can at least tap into things like confidence, mm -hmm. um, things like meaning. Um, but why I do what I do is because I have two very simple goals in life. Mm -hmm. And that's freedom of time and space. Yes. And, and the place that I work allows me to be creative. It allows me um, to do things that I wouldn't ordinarily do. I think about how important and many of our customers are manufacturers. And mm -hmm. I think about these guys and gals that turn wrenches all day long yeah. and move widgets down an assembly line. Uh, to me, that would be very difficult. I could do it and I could do a good job at it, but it wouldn't be fulfilling. Right. right. And so my goal, uh, we sell change at Catalyst is what we sell. Right. We sell outcomes that that people desire that they don't have today um, and being able to move a human being from point A to B really without them knowing uh, mm -hmm. that, that that's happening is, is really what I like about it. And I'm very curious uh, in the dynamics of, of people and how we do that. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's been a great journey. And Daniel mentioned my team earlier. I have the best team east of the Mississippi. I've never really been out west a whole lot. <laughs> so I can't speak to that. I will when I get there. The people that Daniel met, uh, it's a special group and they are like family and they do uh, they do some really amazing things um, for our customers uh, that yields great results for them, too. So so that's that's the other thing. Right. It's finding uh, something that's that's not only rewarding in what you do uh, yeah. for your end game, but also for yourself. And so I think that that balance is, is very important to me. As and well. I love that you keep saying my team, my team. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's something that maybe you said hey, you learned being a leader that you weren't going to be like, I am the leader and you are because you're a team. That's one thing I think that sometimes, you know, people who are leaders or they're on the business or whatever, they, they take on too much of that role that I'm over you but we're just all working together. Yeah. The, uh, the, the thing that I try to talk about a lot with, and Daniel mentioned this theme of the Appalachian trail. Uh, this concept is this yeah. journey in 2023. We either all get there together or we don't. Right. And we know we're going to have some, some challenges along the way, but, but I think embodying that uh, we work 
the catalyst is a team sport, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have all these little pockets of, of individuals that do different things. There's the pre, the middle, the post, right? All these things that work together. For the customer, it's frictionless and they don't really know or experience that. Yeah. And it seems like one one face in in uh, in follow through, but um, we haven't we have a fantastic team. And if you're interested in working at Catalyst, we've got lots going on and lots of things uh, happening out there. And every opportunity we get to recruit is something that we'd like to take an opportunity to do. Oh, that's awesome! If you want to hear an unbiased opinion on what I think it would be like to work at Catalyst, you call the average dude, and I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've got good things to say. So right. I want to I want to go to these comments. Uh, I like what Jonathan says here. He says, uh, Jesse has a great background. We could get a crowd outside of those windows with signs like the Today Show. You that know? Would, yeah. That would be cool. We we, yeah. need, we need to get Remy and Hot or uh, we need to get Hot Tub outside your window and, and have a little sign out there. I know he likes it's, to hang out at the coffee shop. It's amazing how many people ask me, is that a virtual background as, as someone walks by or a car? This is a one-way street, Jenny, kind of like in Boston. Yeah, I was wondering right where you are exactly in Spartanburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's right here on Liberty Street and Main Street. So yeah. right at the intersection of where it all happens, it's, yeah. uh, it's right here. Yeah, and it's a, it's a hustling place. Oh, Spartanburg's yeah, grown a lot, and it's been Spartanburg great. Spartanburg has – I was just talking about it. I was in Charlotte, and I was talking with some people, and they said – I said Spartanburg has changed so much. If yeah. you if you're a native of Spartanburg, then you yeah. remember it's like here's the leader, you know. And, and, oh, yeah. and we'd wow. go. You're old school. Hey yeah, Daniel, we used to shop when we were kids. Our, our you know, kitty yeah. corner, that kind of junk. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Go out there and get our little or get our little blue jeans and the <laughs> animals. Yeah. Um, now, you, you mentioned your background. I, I'd like to ask Jesse this. So as far as you know, tech, um, way I talked about in the beginning, there's a guy named Oren Claff, and he does a lot of pitching into the darkness. He's just, you know, trying to, to sell a, a product or service, just talking to a camera. How important is it to have a, a nice background or nice equipment? Do you think that's something that is going to help, help move folks, as you say, from point A to point B? Yeah, I mean, I think as you could tell by my initial microphone experience, and I've got a really great headset. I don't know why it didn't work. I, yeah. I think it's critical. Um, I think that, you know, and again, you can't argue this, 78% of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. And so how, how you portray yourself, even on camera or your background and those kinds of things. Like I've seen some really crazy ones. There was one the other day, a guy had a parrot on his shoulder Right. And it obviously distracted the, the whole conversation. Uh, I'm sure you know. it did. I'd be like, yeah. hey, yeah. look, I, I see those guys behind you now. We, we got, <laughs> we got their signs. I, I love uh, it. We, we actually got what we wanted. <laughs> Here they go. Photographs. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. No, I do think it's important. I think that, uh, you know, I, I got on this. I, I mean, I'm part of a peer group, which if you're not part of a peer group, um, it's it's a fantastic thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, the leader of this peer group brought one time, Jenny, was an image consultant. Yes. Right. And so I can send you the the 20 minute episode. Yes. Uh, but long story short, she talked and went around the kind of Zoom window and said, Daniel, your background sucks. Jenny, I love your scarf. I can tell that you're a stylish person. And like <laughs> gave everybody like impromptu tips. Right. Yeah. And this is a lady that's like dressing 
you know, diplomats in DC and lobbyists, yeah. and they pay her $10,000 to go through the closet and match it. Like it was a fascinating, like I didn't even know that job existed. Yeah. Get on that. Is, yeah. Her, her whole pitch was, and she said it much better than me. Um, you better have your stuff together when you're virtual, right? Because people are going to judge everything and the chances are it's going to be recorded and they may go back and, and make a mockery of you if you're not careful. True. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you've got, you've got a great eye. That was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. You, you have an appreciation for, for things that are done right. And you also, you notice, you notice everything. Where in the world does that come from? Your observational skills. Jenny, I'll have a new pair. I'll have a new pair of tennis shoes. It's five 30 in the morning. Everybody's tired. What's the first thing that Jesse said? I like those shoes. <laughs> can I guess? Can I guess why you might be like that? Yeah, I guess. I, I feel like is it does it come partially from your military background of, of being alert and, and always noticing anything the change of what was the norm? So I got three really fast stories to answer that question, Jenny. Story number one, my mother, when I was a kid eight, nine, 10 years old, used to dress windows in New England. Oh, and that so is cool. they had, you know, we always had mannequins in our houses, right? And she'd, she'd do that. And she would always take my brother and I with her to do that. And she was very, very rich in style and had a great eye for, for everything. And, and we'd always call her fashion forward ahead of her time, right? She, she literally uh, should have been in Milan or New York City uh, but her life didn't allow her to do that. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is back to the Marine Corps again. One time we took this test and Daniel, there was about 20 jarheads sitting in this room, old dilapidated, you know, desks. And about 20 minutes into the test, which was a long test. Somebody walked into the back of the room in that door very quickly. Mm hmm and then left the room. And Jenny, what the instructor said was, stop what you're doing, flip your paper over, and write down everything you can about that person. Yep. Well, of course, most of us failed miserably. Yeah. Right? And, and we weren't able to identify that individual. Uh, but this is, this is more of a DNA thing than anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if either of you have ever taken a, a FIRO or a Myers-Briggs or a DISC assessment. Yeah. Um, but in the disc in particular, my highest attribute is what is known as aesthetics. And I am off the charts in noticing things about environments and people yeah. almost to where it, it, it becomes a weakness. If I call it out too much, like if I, Daniel has a shoe problem, he has a <laughs> problem, right? And I, I don't want to make him self-conscious about that <laughs> all the time. Uh, I, I'm just observant and, and, yeah. uh, but I really think it's more DNA than, than anything. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I, I've done I think it's a great skill too. I mean, I, I, I have, I'm one of these people, I've got a big imagination. A lot of times my head is in the clouds, right? And, and, and whatever's happening in the clouds is not going to result in results here on planet earth in, in, yeah. in, the, in the shared reality. Right. So I've tried right. to train myself to, to be more observant. That That's why I noticed, Jesse, because it's like looking at the polarity from where I am with it. Well, yeah. being, hey, being observant too. Somebody asked, um, tell us about this plant <laughs> that's in the window. Uh, so each year in our organization or since I've been involved, we've been a catalyst for almost 14 years now, Jenny. Wow. Um, the, that's good. <laughs> the, 
these are just two reminders that I have over each shoulder and, and a lot of people ask about them. So the one on my right is a specific type of Chinese bamboo. Mm -hmm. And Jenny, this bamboo will grow dormantly underground for sometimes four or five years. Yeah. But then when it starts to bear fruit and peaks through this crust of the earth in the right conditions, it can grow up to two feet a day. Right. And it a day. 50, 60 feet in height. Uh, and then it, it kind of tops out. But the point ah. is that it's a it's a very, very special bamboo. Uh, and then over here on my left shoulder, uh, Daniel knows what these are, but they're they're these really small cinder blocks. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we use these cinder blocks a lot. And I made some Christmas ornaments for my friends uh, just in an, in an act of, of kindness uh, a couple of years ago. And I put a picture of Jesse the Body Venture on there. It's just kind of a little joke. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite stories is about the three brick layers. Uh, and this story, Jenny, I'm a big story guy. I love stories. I use a lot of stories. Uh, it came from a book called A Saturday Morning Cup of Tea. It's top five book you could ever read. If you've never heard of it, it's only 70 or 80 pages. Buy it today. Say the name of it again. A Saturday morning cup of tea. Okay. Uh, but the concept uh, of this of this story is that this man was walking down the road and he came upon a construction site. And he stopped and asked a bricklayer, Jenny, what it was that he was doing. And he turned around in a snarl and said to the man, I'm building a wall, you idiot. Can't you see? Guy said, carry on. And he kept walking. He, halfway down the block, there was another bricklayer. And the bricklayer uh, there was doing his work. And the man stopped in him and asked the same question. What is it that you're doing? This man had a different response. And it was, I, sir, am learning how to lay bricks so one day I can teach other people how to lay bricks. And the man said, oh, that's great carry on, have a nice day. And he continued walking and he approached a third bricklayer. And he said, good morning, sir. What is it that you're doing? He said, I, sir, am building the wall that will house the smartest students in the world who will learn things only imaginable here in these four walls, sir. I am building the future. Oh. Right. And so you can see they all had the same job, but their perspectives. Yes. Completely different. Right. So be the third bricklayer. Right. That's the so what. Don't be in a mundane job that you hate. Right. Don't be angry at the circumstances. Only you can change them. Nobody's going to come pick you up and say, Jenny, this is the easy path. Right. Wow. So that's why I, I keep those blocks there thinking about that each day and, and oh, that's awesome. just a yeah. reminder of, of that environment and trying to create that environment uh, to allow my team to grow and, and see that exponential growth mm -hmm. as well. How, how much does a good attitude impact your, your sales reps and, and the success y'all have as a team? Is, is a good attitude something you look for when you're hiring Jesse? Man, it is, it's contagious. What we talk about at Catalyst is that in sales, it is 100% a transfer of enthusiasm. Yeah. Right. And you are never going to move a prospect. First of all, 
we, we, we try to understand problems before we, we start with the commission breath, right. And all those kinds of things. But the point right. is, is that having that concept of, uh, transferring enthusiasm to, to your buyer or, or, or just making an introduction or meeting somebody new is, is one of the most critical things. And we got, we got a lot of big personalities on our team. Um, you know, people say that sales people are coin operated. I don't really think they are. I think that they're, they're inherently curious and that is the number one differentiator between success uh, and failure, at least in technology. Curious people do really well. Uh, enthusiastic, curious people that know when to turn it on and turn it off do exceptionally well. There's one, there's one young man that works uh, in my organization and I have the privilege to work with. And I could say this about all of them uh, in, in general, but I asked one of our senior guys one time who gets to work with him a good bit. I said, Hey, why do you think so-and-so is having so much success? And you know what he said, Daniel? What's that? The guy's always smiling. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, you know, maybe that's it, right? Yeah. The point is, is that I, I think the way that, that you, you set up a conversation or engage with someone, and if you're not happy and you're not excited, I mean, you got to remember, a lot of the people that, that we consult with you know, they just kind of like want to be locked on the in the closet. They the Zoom's fine with them. Yeah. Maybe they're not extroverted. They they don't want someone in their face. Yeah. Um, you know, telling them telling them what we what we sometimes have to share. Uh, and so the personas we have three primary personas that we sell to di different types across the board. Uh, but sometimes these folks aren't super excited, right? Yeah. And they're just kind of you know, um, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, less enthusiastic than, than some of our teammates. And so it's uh, it's, it's a good thing to see. And then, and then really Jenny, you know, the, the, the biggest skill at catalyst that I think my team has the capabilities and, and possesses is what we call just being a chameleon, right? So knowing oh, who yes. you're talking to and, and putting yourself in their shoes, first of all, but then talking, sounding, acting, uh, and, and, and making sure that you're, you're being relevant with them is, is, a, is a really big thing. And the sellers that can do that, uh, manage up and manage down in their business are the ones that, uh, that really succeed. So, mm -hmm. But th those are just some big things. And Daniel, yes, you can tell right away, um, you know, like some guys, they have like this religious conversion when they get excited, right? And it's just this big deal. And then you get others, guys and gals that, that maybe don't possess that same kind of, of energy. Um, and I don't think they, 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 uh, they really have as much success. I really don't. No, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, just in general, if you're not excited about yeah. what you're doing and selling and you don't like, this is what you need, then yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't need that. You know, you don't it's <laughs> all that great. You gotta sell yourself first. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It's like, but if you come in, I, literally I've said this, uh, what, like a long time ago, I never, ever, ever wanted to advertise with a certain, I won't even say, but anyway, but the one salesperson that came in did something. I don't even know. I don't yeah. even know, but he, he was just, it was his presentation. It was so kind. I bought more than I even would have ever even thought to buy. Did, did he go by the name Brad Pitt, Jenny? Is that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it wasn't even, it wasn't even that. It was just, uh, that he, was like, yeah, he also, but it was like, he understood my thoughts. Like, Hey, and he also, I hate it whenever, if you don't know something, you know, don't talk over me. 
like, I don't know all IT and everything. So if you're talking about it and just expecting like, well, you're dumb, you don't get that. You know, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I just think there's something to be said for that. Sure. Wait, what, what do you think about that IT talk, Jesse? You mm. think you think some some folks uh, maybe maybe miscommunicate by by talking talking too much about it or talking about something they don't know? I'm sure you've seen some things in the business in 14 years. I've been doing it a long time, and I've made a couple of tragic mistakes. Uh-huh. We all have those mistakes that we've made in our professional careers that are life changing. And I've had a couple. I did some really dumb things. Uh, in technology and broke a lot of stuff and had a really bad, bad outcome. Um, and actually, at one point, there were lives that were that were impacted human beings. Uh, and, and so it was a really bad thing. Uh, because what we do is critical, right? I mean, nobody understands how this call is actually working, right? Like at the yeah. speed of light, literally, yeah, uh, we're connecting three, you know, disparate places. And it seems like we're in the same room. But I, I, what I would say yeah. is that, Daniel, we and my team do, do a wonderful job, what we call storyizing our solutions, mm-hmm. right? And so we have about literally 14, maybe 15 stories that are archived, cataloged, uh, and then really mapped to specific situations. Yeah, so that's good. Everybody in our sales organization can tell those stories. Uh, and there's nothing that warms my heart is when I get on a call with one of my teammates or I review a call on a strategic deal to, to maybe provide feedback or coaching and I hear them tell a story, man, it is like, warms the heart. You're the like, oh. world stops spinning, right? <laughs> it's, it's just such a powerful thing because people don't care about your widget or your speeds and feeds or we yes. do some really, really complicated things. Yeah, uh, so we've tried to storyize them. We've tried to storyize every opening, every closing, every, uh, you, you know, but but really coming up with, you know, four or five personal stories about yourself, um, your elevator stories. Right. All those kinds of things is, yeah. is just a critical, critical thing to do in, in any situation, uh, whether you're in our field or not. So I, I do think that's important. And, and, you know, I think it was met with a lot of resistance initially, mm-hmm. um, but the creativity of the team and how they've mapped these stories to, to outcomes has just been great. And I talk a lot about stories and I know a lot of people get tired of hearing it, but it is the number one way to communicate and the only thing that separates in many instances us from our competition. So it's a really big deal to us. Yes, I, I don't want to digress, but but I agree with you with the storytelling, uh, how, you know, with, with AI and Jonathan Peoples had asked you a question earlier yeah, about AI yeah. and, yeah. and I, I don't want to go down that path because it's a deep hole, but I appreciated the question. And I think to your point, Jesse, it's these stories that the AI can't tell us. It's that subjective experience that each human has yep. that that really that really saturates the senses and gets people to really feel the message. Do you agree? Yeah. And I think it's 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 even more than that. Right. It's about uh, like Albert Einstein said. Right. Never remember anything and occupy your headspace with something that you can look up. And Mark Twain said, oh. who tells the best story always wins. Ah. So, so you take those two guys, arguably two of the most brilliant people, uh, you know, at least yeah. in the last you know, few centuries. Yeah. And, um, you, you can't discredit that. But, but I would say, Daniel, what it does is I've had more people come up to me and say, 
oh, you're that bald dude that told me a story about Ted Williams, or you're that bald dude that about the bridges, or, or whatever. And then, and then, really, when my sellers, you know, tell me that they their customers say, "Man, that story really hit," just like the stories you told, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Are either Jenny or yourself this great orator, Martin Luther King type of style that's going to command four million people? Probably not, right? Not, not, not just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not you, but everybody forever is going to remember your statement that went like this. I mean, Jenny, eidetic. I was breathing that way when the airplane, a little prop plane, turned and started to taxi toward me. That's what Daniel told. The day before, I had signed up to do something, and, and I, like I could just recite the whole thing. And I, I watched it, but I heard it. And I can see him grabbing that bar and, and not letting go until he, he overcame that fear and had the courage to do it. I can see him and Jerry in the 50-yard dash. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know Jerry Cantrell, <laughs> right? But how can I remember that name? I don't yeah. know Jerry Cantrell. I don't even know who he is. But I remember it because it was in a story. Yeah. And that's that's what you need to give your, your customers, your loved I ones, agree. whoever you're, you're talking to, is an easy way. I mean, this is like the old adage. The, the most influential training that I've ever experienced in my life in my in in uh, in the last ten years, I went to a three day immersive public speaking coach, and her wow. name was Darlene Price, and she co authored a book with this guy. You you, you probably haven't heard of him, uh, named David Covey. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote you know the seven highly effective habits of, of oh oh yeah 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was yes. joking, Jenny. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. Didn't pick up on my humor. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that was the most valuable thing that, that I've ever done from, from a professional perspective. Because what she enabled you to do uh, was talk about anything for two minutes and be relevant. And she just drilled into this, this you know, stories and acronym, right? And, and drilled into this mindset of no matter what conversation you have, You always have something meaningful to say and here's how you do it. Uh, And stories are very powerful. And uh, I just love talking about them. I love using them. Um, I I love, we have this thing at my house I do called dad libs. Uh, (laughs) We have these little little tear offs and my little girls now are, you know, six and nine. And I have them stand up on, on our little mezzanine on our steps, pull out a topic. Their sister will pull a topic out and say your worst vacation and Quinn or Phoebe has to talk about that for a minute. Right. But teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, I don't want to overuse the word cosmic, but one of the things that I do is, is I'm on a little board at a, at a college here in town and each semester I interview two of their students, Jenny, mm-hmm. and they, they come over like a, a mock interview, right. It's par- part of their professional curriculum. Oh, yeah. And, and they come in and, you know, I know, like, again, I, you could say I'm, I'm just a, a whole, you know, my, my wife some, sometimes thinks I'm a little too hard on people. But the, the whole point is this. Sometimes they come in, some of them look, look better put together than others. But some of them don't even know how to shake a hand. Yeah. They don't know how to look someone in the eye. They yeah. don't even know how to have a conversation. And I used to think. 
whoa, whippersnapper, pull up your collar and let me show yeah. you, right? But now, as I've gotten older and been around the sun more times, I realize that they may not have had a dad That's that, or a mom that actually told them yes. this is the most important thing that you can do with, with somebody, especially in your career, right? Yep. And so I, I say all that to say, you have to really understand where people are coming from, I think, uh, in any style of communication, because everybody that's walked by this window, mm -hmm. even those two, you know, knuckleheads that were just out there, yeah. <laughs> they all came from somewhere that you didn't. That's right. And you know those experiences that they've had and how that's changed their life. And so that, that's a that's a big thing for me. But interviewing these these young young people. Um, and, and the ones that send you a text after, or like, like my grandfather was like, oh, handwritten notes, slide it under the door. Like that, that's just how that generation communicated yes. right? all the way down to now. What we have is, is this, you know, it's like the buyer's market, right? Like they can work anywhere. They think they can, they're the smartest one, you know, and somebody mm -hmm. owes them something. Right. And you know, it's like you, it's kind of like you're talking about telling a story for me. So yeah. I feel like it's effective. But if Daniel, let's say he'd gotten up and was talking to y'all just about how to overcome fear. And da, 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 but it's more effective to me. I'll remember a story because yeah. you know? then yeah. I will go and repeat the story to somebody else. Yeah. But I might not remember every little detail he said about, hey, this is what you need to do X, Y and Z. But I remember, yeah. oh, man, this guy was telling a story. He is holding on. He is white knuckling that bar. They had to yeah. push him out of that plane. Yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, I feel like there's so, I mean, you guys are creating, you, you know, there's like 800 hours of YouTube uploaded every one minute or whatever that yeah. stat is. But you guys are, are, are creating that right now. And, and I think where stories can be dangerous or where that line of thinking falls down is when people follow the wrong type of stories. Right. And we're inundated with them all the time. Right? Yeah. We, get, we get mass information pushed to us. Uh, and you got to be real careful about, um, you know, being original, mm -hmm. uh, coming up with some of your own things, too, uh, but also validating some of those stories, because I've heard some that just don't they don't square with me or don't compute. And, uh, and that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I love to I'm, I got to say one more thing, Daniel. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you get you no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry, Judy. I won't be. But you know, I think it's so great too what you're doing with helping those young ones because they aren't prepared. One time, uh, Jonathan, I think it was yeah, Jonathan. We were having a little discussion about you know he is, he does a podcast to help prepare the next generation. You know, okay. of learning these things. And man, I think that's so important because I look and they're just. It's, it's a whole different world out there now. Yeah. They're just kind of like, like you said, they're aimlessly walk like they they're owed something. They don't have a clue, yeah. you know. And and it's so important. I think that is fantastic that you do that. Yeah, it's 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 one of the. Uh, it's just it's a great thing about building relationships with with uh, yeah. your community. Yeah, uh, and doing that and 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 um, we've 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 seen a lot of talent come from that organization. Uh, the best thing is when you can extend a job and, uh, and, and I like it, Jenny, cause I get to cherry pick, right? Like I get yeah, to yeah. To you're like, hey, I've already maybe seen we, Maybe yeah. we find the next Einstein here. But the point is, is mm -hmm. uh, it's just a great thing to do. Um, and it, it just goes back to everybody needs a mentor, no yes. matter what stage they're at in life. Um, and, and it's a real powerful thing. So Absolutely. I do enjoy that. 
So I, I did want to mention one other thing, and then and then Jenny Wayne and I are going to close up. So we've got this new format, Jesse. I'm going to dismiss you after this question. It's the big finale here, okay. but I did want to talk about something that I, I another thing that I've noticed about you is that uh, in at the Y, you're just socially. You know people's names. You go up to them. You speak to them. Everybody's got a smile on their face. You know, I mean, to your point about looking people in the eye, using their name, and these sorts of things. And I know you instill that in your your kids. So where does that come from, and, and why is something that is so important so important to you? Well, I'll get on another soapbox for a minute, and I'll give you a great dad tip or mom tip. I'll take it. If you have children... <laughs> and you take those children into a safe place. It could be your church, your local grocery store, someone that, or somewhere that you frequent often. I, a very, very wise man once told me, have your kids go shake the hands of three people in that safe environment, mm. right? And introduce themselves and uh, and that sort of thing. And it's been great to watch my, my kids grow uh, in that capacity. If you're not doing that with your kids, make sure you start because it will change their life to be yes. able to open a conversation and build confidence. You know, we walk to school every morning and I have my kids do just some crazy things. But I want to make sure that my kids have confidence. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why I do that. But Daniel, I, I think, you know, this, this lady, uh, Darlene Price, taught me some tricks about remembering names. Um, but I've just always, you know, I've never been one of those guys that like picked on people, you know, and, and there was two kind of clicks in school and, and there was one click that did that sort of stuff. And I, I always felt myself, you know, sticking up or, or trying to, and now, now I have a disabled son, right? And so my son, he doesn't talk. We have a nurse at home. You know, and we have these big challenges with him uh, and, and, and that sort of thing. And he doesn't have a voice, you know, outside of, of uh, what we know um, he communicates with. But yeah. I think just taking a moment to encourage other people. Like when I see a new person at the Y, like January, Jenny, there's like, and you said you were a trainer. I think I heard that. It's like. Yeah. It looks like the whole, you know, it's like everybody whole, bought a membership. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And, and it usually lasts up until about now, right? They, they've yeah. kind of started dropping off. Uh, they paid their 75 bucks, you know, for the initiation or whatever. And they came and then they were real sore. And, and I think just offering people encouragement. I mean, they're there for a reason. Yes. Right? They're, they're not there to, to make them selves healthier they're really there to look better at their high school reunion this that's year. right there's there's definitely a purpose behind it uh and, and they're and already it, intimidated because yeah, they, they are the they are hey there's a destination right jesse there's a destination it, it is it, and it's just like going up and, and trying to provide someone with a word of encouragement yes from, from some random guy that they've never met before I think it goes a long way and and my only hope is that they they pay it forward to someone else and and maybe they i'm sure they don't but maybe they come back because they felt encouraged yes. and, and they didn't know how to use the machine. And you just walked over and said, oh, yeah, you just hold it. like Yes. This. Oh, that's so that. And you kind of demystify something that to use easy and simple. Uh, but I, I just wish more people would do that. And yeah, I don't know why it's so hard. You know, it's yeah. like you go to you go to Manhattan and everybody's 
you know, back to the wall on the subway, looking down at their front. Like these people don't even say hello. And I'm thinking yeah. I could never live there. And then Jenny Winnie gets on the subway and I'm like, hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah, something tells me you may not last as, as long as you think if you were a frequent flyer up there. But no, and, and, and all seriousness, <laughs> it's like, Ready, chill off. <laughs> how do these people not, you, you know, try, try to help for the greater good? And, and I think it's just part of being a servant and, and trying to help people uh, whatever destination they're trying to point to. Yes. Just giving them a little encouragement. A little, yes. And I've told my, I'm going to end on this, Daniel. Yeah. But to, I do that with my daughter. I, even when she was small, I would say, always treat all the, everybody the same at school. Don't ever, you know, it's hard for some kids, you know, always make someone feel welcome. That's why even at the gym, they're yeah. already intimidated. They see y'all, everybody's in there and they're doing all their things. And they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Don't make yeah. them feel dumb about it. Make them feel yeah. good. Yeah, it's 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 really big, and and it's just something that I, I wish more people would do. And then yeah. I just wanted to leave you to this, Daniel, and you yes, probably sir. know this, and Jenny, you do too. An airplane that departs Los Angeles, LAX, and is headed for the East Coast by one degree difference, just like my compass, right, standing there looking around for that landing zone. One degree will put that plane in New York City or Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. right? Hundreds of miles apart, just one degree. And so that's the point, right? Yes. Like, how do you help that person? I talked about this with my team last year. Water doesn't boil at 211 degrees, yeah. but at 212, that locomotive can carry that freight over the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. One degree, Jenny. I'm not yeah. talking about major shifts. No, just minor incremental things in choosing your destination it's a really big deal yeah and and daniel can help you with that and i know you can too i've privileged to be here daniel i appreciate you inviting me uh, and wanted to say thank you uh for coming out and giving a world class. it's something we've never had before this kind of motivational angle and man you knocked it out of the park and i appreciate you and i appreciate our friendship Oh. I appreciate our friendship as well. I appreciate the nice words. Thank you for coming on Genuine and Average Day. So we're going to do our new thing. I'm going to dismiss you. We're going to talk about what we learned. Okay, Jesse? Yes. Take yeah. care. All right. See you, see you too, my friend. You too. Right. See ya. All right. Yeah. So that was fun. Oh, it was. I mean, Jesse is, is I would say, a class A person. I Winter. can see why you had nothing but accolades for him. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and when you see somebody day in and day out, you yeah. know, it, it's hard for even, you know, 30, 40 minutes here on a podcast or anything. Well, me, I was wanting to, I'm like, tell me, you know, because yeah. I, I don't get to go to F3. Not that I would. But yeah. Well, saying, that's amazing. I mean, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, I thought what we'll do with, with the show moving forward, when yeah. we have a guest, we dismiss the guest, and then we talk about, because we often do this anyway, right? Oh, we do. As soon as we hit in broadcast, me and you talk. That's right. What what did we learn? Um, and and I want to get it structured to where maybe we can get, you know, sometimes by the end of the broadcast, we've lost some of our commenters. If you're still listening right now, I'd love to see a comment over there. But going back to what we learned from Jesse, I think, number one, what what's the number one thing that you came away with? I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, I know. But I, my thing is, is that it kind of is how he started and how he ended. Have a specific destination. 
don't just be, and we've heard that before. It's like, make your, make your shots count. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I just, that's what, you know, I always told you, I like to walk away with one thing and it's like, yes. so that's my destination. If New York city is my destination and it's off a degree, I'm not going to make it. There you go. I like that. I do. I mean, be specific. He, with his compass, he was off. He didn't yeah. make it, you know? So, right. you know what I'm saying? So that, that for me, yes, I need to, to be intent on exactly what I want, see it and go for that. That's right. And I think, I think leadership and, and, and the things that work with sales teams that Jesse is the same person at F3 at the Y yeah. with the sales team, you know, and, and these principles that work for your sales team, it works in other parts of life to have, have good social relationships. Yep. Lesson learned, bricklayer story, change. I love that too. That yeah. was awesome. How about the bamboo? That bamboo is going to grow a lot. So, I, you know, you don't see the growth and then you see the growth, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. So, hey, storytelling and sales, Freddie Blanton. Story oh, yeah. I love this too, Daniel. I love everybody staying on and telling us what they took away from That's us. That's what I meant. That's what I wanted to see is yeah. as we discuss what we took away what what is powerful to other people yeah. you know one of the things I, that i noticed that jesse said there in the beginning too he was, he was talking about you know something we talk about often getting uncomfortable right oh when he and, said it, i was like oh he's talking to us yeah oh yeah yeah because that that's a, a big part of what i talk about as you yep. know and 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 that happens you know that happens when we have challenges here right we don't think of anything to say we don't know how things are going to go you know, you, you try something new and, and you have to you have to use new skills to, to keep the flow going. Can I also well, say something I learned, Daniel? Yeah. That he literally kept as cool as a cucumber with technical difficulties. Didn't he? I was hoping you would know. Like I know. <laughs> and he's like. Judy's got serious anxiety about that. Hey. Jonathan People says that he learned that Daniel has a shoe problem. I do. I don't think you can go broke buying white running shoes. You know what I mean? I mean, if you if you wear the shoes and they wear out, well then you've you've ran enough that you wore the shoes out. That's a good thing, right? Go buy some new ones. <laughs> sure, sure it is. But I think that Jesse he likes to notice them. He's like, Ooh. yeah, oh yeah, he notices. Believe me, it's more than shoes. Je- Jesse notices. Just about everything. Yeah. So, hey, thanks again to our guest, Jesse White. Make sure you connect with him. If you're in sales and looking for a new gig and you hear my voice and you're in the Southeast, call call Jesse. Catalyst is an incredible company. Uh, Jesse's an incredible leader. And I think you will have a great experience with that team. So, Jenny Winnie, any final words? No, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Great. Hey, we'll see everybody next week. Have a great rest of the week and weekend and let's roll. See you, everybody.